Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Today's episode is so full of different things it defies simple description. It's a lovely illustration of how conversations go whenever Nick and I are together. Less linear, more pachinko. Follow along if you can, and in the end, you'll learn the answer to the epic question, does Bob think he can win a fight with a bunch of yoga moms? No spoiler alerts here, my friend. Listen in and learn. I was at the Timaqua White House recently oh, for a show. Oh, how was that? Was it was concert? good. Yeah, and it was perfect. And of course, the uh, the the like acoustics there are just perfect. And, and it's known for the quality of the performances. Yeah. I've never actually been to one. Uh, and it's Benoit. Is it Benoit? Benoit. Benoit. Benoit Glazer. I should have known. And his wife and his family, technically, because it's their house. Yeah. And but what is, a generous soul, though, because because he does a lot of stuff, brings a lot of really talented people into the community, yep. and opens up the space to. A lot of people. What's his? What was he with Cirque du Soleil? He was the music director, if I'm not mistaken, over at the Lanuba show. Uh Um, And then he plays trumpet. He's like a virtuoso on trumpet Mm. and stuff like that. And I saw him. So this is the second time I've been there. The second time I've seen him since I asked a pretty big favor of him. Oh, and I the first time was a few months after, and now it's been over a year or around a year after. And uh, I'm like, is it, should I, can I talk to him? I shouldn't. Because I asked him to do one of the um, quizzes when I was doing quizzes on to a certain degree and having people record them. And then I would play the question and the answer for the guest. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was, it was really neat. So it was the anniversary of the premiere of the Overture of 1812. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, well, he knows music and he could, uh, and I'll write some French stuff so he could say it. Uh, it was actually some dancing related <laughs> things. Oh, it's really nice. Make your guests yeah. look good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I asked him to do it via email. He said yes. Yeah. And he did had it. Had he known you and before? And I played that? it. No. That, well, see, again, a sign of Very generosity. Very generous of, of him. But now I'm like, okay, I thanked him profusely i thanked him on the air i talked about i talk about the white house all the time did all that stuff yeah but i never introduced myself when i saw him and i'm like is it too late have i missed that window should i just like just pretend i'm someone else which i often do anyway but (laughs) should i just forget it it's just like uh, the statute of limitations has run out on my thank you statute of limitations you know this you it, it wouldn't be bothering you you wouldn't be asking the question if you really thought that it's like it's awkward yeah i get it because as after a certain amount of time passes the same with like apologies you know after a certain amount of time passes there's a weirdness to them mm-hmm. but i feel like this it's always beautiful to be able to say thank you to someone in person reinforce the relationship um but you did you also have like a little bit of star dazzle in there as well because there was probably a little bit of that because he is such a cool dude and yeah. he's done so much good stuff and you know I don't usually I don't know that I'm that impressed with celebrities all that much but people who have done things that I admire or that I'm jealous of because they've done something that I wish I had done yeah yeah then I can get a little bit starstruck I get starstruck with everyday people yeah I mean I, different people that I encounter that that just have certain dazzling skills. You know, I, Mark Fried and the storytelling, I'm mm-hmm. dazzled by that. Uh, uh, Emily Fontano uh, and Chris Dinger for their incredible improv. You know, um, my friend Zelda Gray, 
I just saw her uh, doing a performance last night that I have to get up to. I think it's called Pinkas or Pinklas. Uh, it's a it's a music place. But what an incredible voice, the way she sings. I'm like, ah. So, yeah, I, I do that with everybody where I, I get I get a little goofy about certain skills, but I have to kind of bring it down to earth as far as I don't think anybody really likes to be treated like they're a, a, a superstar. I mean, I think most of the people who do like that I do. tend to be kind of just looking huh? at me. Not the- <laughs> what? What were you going to say? I'm not going in. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I find it uncomfortable to tell you the truth. I love, I love to be loved, but it gets to be a point where, I mean, I told a story about an encounter I had in the park last week uh, and got so much love from my friends, like all saying, you're such a good person. Oh, you're so wonderful. It was like, that really wasn't why I told the story, but I got to recognize when I tell these stories. Uh, when I'm making myself the hero of the story, mm-hmm. because I think it just kind of it naturally goes. That's like I try to avoid posting when I'm feeling sad, because I know my loving, wonderful friends are going to fill me up with love and just try to not make me feel sad. And I don't want condolences at that point. I want to just feel sad. Just know? almost an acknowledgement, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but again, be careful what you post, right? I mean, but it was an interesting situation. That, that I had this dude walked into my uh, Tai Chi space uh, while I was doing Tai Chi with his dog and sat down and started smoking a cigarette. He's a big dude. He's probably 300 pound man, um, burly, hairy face. And I look at him and I say, Hey, would you mind smoking someplace else? Cause I'm deep breathing here and I'm now deep breathing your cigarette. He just looks at me like, just looks at me with an angry face. Uh, and I'm like, all right, well, well this is, what can I do? I'm not going to start a fist fight with the guy or drag him out of the space, yeah. but I'm not going to breathe the smoke anymore either. So I say, hey, I'm going to just assume you're having a bad day and I'm going to go do my Tai Chi someplace else and let you work out your stuff in this space. Uh, I, you know, I assume you're having a rough day and I go gather up my stuff and literally hear him going, <laughs> and he starts to cry. I mean, he starts to cry hard, ugly cry. I mean, and he says, I am having a rough morning. And I'm like, so you, you want to tell a stranger about it? And I'm thinking, he doesn't want to tell a stranger about it. Yeah. And he goes, okay. And then he proceeds to tell me about his horrible life. I mean, it's so sad. He lost his mother. He's just, he's just gained a bunch of weight. Uh, he feels horrible about himself. He feels horrible. He's losing all of his friends. He's feeling super lonely and super angry, and he doesn't know what to do with it. They get all this from a stranger in 10 minutes. And then he's like done. It's like he's cried himself out. He's emptied himself out. And he looks like embarrassed that he's just done this. And he stands up. And I like open my arms like, hey, like bring it in. You know, hug. And he shakes his head. No. You know, and then he puts his hand out. So I shake his hand. And then he left. And that was that. Okay. So I tell that story online. And my point on telling the story was the transformation. I was pissed at this guy when he showed up in my space. I, I would have just as soon dragged him out of the space and dropped him in the playground as listened to his story in the beginning. And then when I heard his story, it was like, oh man, we have no idea what people are carrying into the world with them, right? And and so there was that. I it still don't appreciate the manner in which he intruded on my world, but I, I do feel like there was I there was some value. I just in listening, mm-hmm. you know? Um I don't even know what his name was. He doesn't know what my name is. I don't even know what his dog's name is, which makes me the saddest of all. But, you know, that's that's how those things go. So anyways, when I posted that, all my friends were so telling me how wonderful I am. And it, it, it made me feel weird. It made me feel like, oh, well, I, I mean, literally spent 10 minutes 
talking to a guy who originally pissed me off, which is a nice thing to do. I don't want to mitigate that, but it's not worthy of 75 comments from your friends. Uh, so was your point in sharing it that, hey, guy, just, you know, sometimes be have a little more awareness when that, you're out there? That was kind of, I didn't throw that very obvious moral of the story in, as I very often don't. I just assume that people are going to get that. Uh, and, and I believe they got it, by the way. I believe they got it because they were yeah. moved by the story and touched like I was. Uh, but they kept throwing it back at me like it was about, like it was about me. When it, isn't, it wasn't really about me. It was actually about him. And it was about us recognizing all the hymns that are out there in the world, hidden underneath angry facades. You know, Not all will be as easy to break through as making a snarky comment as you're leaving, right? <laughs> and I really was, if the minute he said, okay, I was like, oh, man. What, what have I got myself into? Because now I've got to stand here and listen. You got to stay. Well, and I did. And the, the, the beautiful part uh, after that was that he did leave and I went back to doing my Tai Chi. So I didn't actually have to leave. So it was 10 minutes of just listening to a stranger feel sad. And I do actually, I've been thinking about him since that experience and just wondering if things are getting better for his life and actually trying to push a few positive atoms in that direction because I felt bad for him. I felt like I, w- I would have definitely not wanted to live that life. Well, I mean, he's doing stretching of his own in there because he's probably not shared this with anybody. Sounds like it's very collected and he's just been tamping it down and tamping it down and it all came out. Yeah. And having an opportunity to do that, it might only be a temporary relief um, if he doesn't realize that there's something more to sharing and trying to get help. Yeah. Um. And you know that's not anybody's obligation, but his own to he's try had, to do that. Yeah. If he's got the wherewithal to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, but he was. He definitely seemed despondent. I mean, he didn't seem despondent when he first arrived, but he definitely he was. No, he was ready for a fight when he first arrived. Well, he was ready just to stand me down. I've had that in that space before, though, too, where you know people just are like, "You're one dude taking up a whole pavilion." I had a group of yoga moms literally take the space from me. One shows up early on and she just sits there with her toddler while I'm doing Tai Chi. Then another one shows up. Then another one shows up with a boom box that they're getting ready to play yoga music through. And then another one shows up and they literally just circle around me and start doing their stretching. And at some point you go, okay, it appears that the format has changed in this environment. (laughs) We're no longer doing Tai Chi in this class. We're doing yoga. And uh, I almost wanted to just stay and do yoga with them after that. I think you that would have been appropriate just to do that. But I also, I don't want to, I don't want a hot space that more people can mm-hmm. use. And in that instance, I feel a lot less about giving up my pavilion to a dozen yoga moms than I do giving it up to an angry smoking dude with his dog. You know, I think that as Spock put so eloquently in Star Trek Four, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. The needs of the yoga outweigh the needs of the singular Tai Chi master. Yeah, um, okay, I'm not sure I would put it that way. Okay. Because well. I think my master would beat me up for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you couldn't have taken all those women. But. I could. Oh, no, I could. I could have taken all those women. I could have. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? Yoga doesn't teach you how to fight. It just teaches you how to stretch. You can't stretch your way out of a fight. Okay? Yeah, I'd like rather I... be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being here through 400 episodes of this show. Or if this is your first one, thanks for listening to episode 400. It's important to me because I remember my school counselors telling me that I would never get to episode 400 of a podcast. And I've proved them all wrong. 
mainly because they never said that because there weren't podcasts at the time. Have a great day. Pump, 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 pump,